Starting Be'ezus Hashem, Daf Nun Aleph. We're continuing with the idea and uh, discussion based on the Mishnah. The Mishnah had compared, we said, Darash Rebbe Lozer ben Azariah back on Memtes, Lefnei Chacham Bekerem Yavne, we said, Habonim Yirshu, Habonus Yizoinu. What we explained was that we're, compare, we're going to connect these two ideas. What did Habonim Yirshu mean? That's Ksubas Ben Indichrin. Explain that whatever her part of the ksuba would have been, even though she doesn't get a ksuba because she died before the husband. So after the meets of the husband, the husband promising her that whatever was in her in her ksuba specific to Nadunya will go to her male sons, meaning and it won't be split amongst all the sons of the Baal equally. And we said Habanas Yuzainu that the girls any daughters, part of the Tanai Ksuba is that any daughters that uh, the husband and wife have together will get Mizoinus Achar Misas Av, they will get it from the estate. And based off of that, we had a question, <coughs> or Rehamnuna came to, uh, to say his shita was that we tie these two together. And just like Ksuba's Bidin is only from Karka, so too the Mizoinus since these are tied together, the Mazaynas that the daughters are going to get, Achar Misa Sa'ab, is only going to be from Karka and not from Metaltalin. And we went through, we discussed this, uh, we discussed this, we discussed this uh, yesterday in Amin Beis, and now we're picking up with a story that even though we say, like Rav Nuna, that you're only going to get, the daughters only get Mazaynas from the Karka and not from the Metaltal, and we have a story of how Yasam be Yasim, the second line in Nunalaf, Amr Yasam be Yasim, and the Asul Kamei Rabba, they came before Rabba, Amr Luhu Rabba, Rabba said, Heolu Yasam Bishvil Yasima, when you're giving money out, so he told the trustee, when you're giving money out to trustee of the estate, when you're giving money out from Mazinus, so give some extra so that the Yasam can give to the Yasima, to give to the females. So Amri Lehi, and this is obviously Mitartalin. Amri Lehi, Rabban 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 after death, really, there's two things that the daughters get. There's Mizainus, as prescribed in our Mishnah, but there's also this idea of Nidunya, which we had brought in before. And we had discussed that Mizainus, we discussed this yesterday, that, uh, we discussed, I'm sorry, that Nidunya, we'd go Lafi Aymeda Av. We'd uh, try to go into the father's mind and see what he'd want. But I'll call upon him, what do we see? It's only both of these things are Mekarki, Metaltali. Only from Karka, not Metaltali. So how are you going and telling the trustees over here to. Um, to release funds to give mizainos from the mitaltalin for the for the yusaymas, for the females for the benon nukvan so the gemara says amar lahu so rava responded ilu ratsa shivcha let's say these boys these young boys wanted a shivcha to take care of them milo yahavinon le kol milo yahavinon le so they would have paid money for someone to clean up after them to serve them so kol shikain hacha deikatarti, and what Rava said is, you're right. I understand that you don't get from a taltan, but over here we're going to give them for another gather. We're going to give them because we know we're going to go into the boys, the mind of what these boys want, what's best for them, and what the boys would want is that their sister, number one, it's their sister, and number two, their sister will take care of them and will serve and serves them, and therefore, um, since the older sister or the sister takes care of them, so therefore the boys would have wanted 
the sister to be paid out, and that's why we're doing it, not mitoiras, the, you know, rights of mezainas, because you're right, I hold it that only from, really the mezainas of the benon nukfan would be only from karaka and not from metatlan. Now, tanu rabbanon. And now we're going to see a brysa that, in fact, this idea that we said, Rav Hamnuna said that you only, the, the daughters only get mezainas from the karka and not metatlan is in fact going to be a machlikis tanoim. Tanur abanon echad nechasim sheish lamachrayis. So that refers to karka. Echad nechasim sheein lamachrayis. That's metatlan. Okay, meaning what could be subject to lean is only karka, so not metatlan. So mitzia lamazin isha ulavanis devei rebbe. So we see rebbe holds not like this idea that Rabbi Nuna said and not like Rava. Rebbe seems to. It's, uh, Tana, the subject, what Rava and Rav Nunu were saying is subject to Machlikas Tanoim. Rebbe holds like the other side, that it doesn't matter, Metaltlin or Karka, either way, they can get their Mizainas from it. Rabbi Shimon Elazar Aimer, he says, no. Nechasim Shigesh Lahem that if you have Karka, Nechasim Shigesh Lahem Achrayis, Karka, then Moitzian Levonis Min Habonim, then we will be, let's say the sons have already collected, the sons have already collected the money. So and levanois min habanim. We will be mitzi, meaning they have rights to it. So that's from the karka that the sons already inherited. We will be mitzi for the daughters from Mizinus. Okay. Now that's our raya of the machlekes tanaim over here. So Rebbe was saying that it doesn't matter if it's nechasim she yeshal machrayis dahinu karka or einle machrayis metaltolin. And Rishim and Elazar is saying only nechasim she yeshal machrayis dahinu karka mitzi and levanois min habanim. Will we? Go into the estate of the karka that the banim already inherited, and and uh, take money, or sell for money for mezainus of the isha. Now, the, except that within the brisa, Rishon and Allah is going to have a bunch of other cases over here that aren't really nageya to what we're talking about, but are also ancillary. So ulevanos min habanos, and and what we're saying is, when are we going to go back, claw back? When are we going to go back in and say, okay, I don't care that the Yerusha was already, the father's estate was already divided, that there was already a chalukah. Still, we have to go back and either make things even or take. Just like we said over here, even though the sons already divided the father's estate. If it's karka, then we will go back into what they divided and we will take, um, we will take for mazayin of the banais. It's part of the benon nukvan, part of that tanai of the ksuba. So also, Levanus Minha Banois, okay, let's say you had older daughters and younger daughters, and let's say the older daughters jumped the gun. As soon as the father passed away, there were no sons, so the daughter said, okay, it's ours, right? We, we do the Yerusha. So again, we're going to even things out. Once the younger daughter becomes a Gedela, we're going to go back into whatever the Chaluka was and, um, and include her in on that. Ulevanim Minha Banim, same idea, that if the older boys went ahead and divided the father's estate, and there were some younger boys who weren't included. we got to go back in and redivide accordingly. And we're going to go back in, we're going to go back in, if let's say, let's say the girls went ahead and did a chalukah, and there was a Ben Katon, it was a young boy, so he didn't have a voice at that time, but the girls went ahead and they, uh, they went ahead and just divided the estate, so since if it's nechasa merubin, meaning if the estate has more than is necessary to feed the girls, then it's all supposed to be his, and they just get mezina. So we're going to go back in and rejigger it. Okay? And this is this idea we've seen before when it comes to nechasa muatim, if the estate doesn't, has very little, meaning it doesn't have enough to feed 
uh, the girls then, or just has enough to feed the girls, then they're going to get, they really end up with the Chalukah. They end up with the Yerusha that way because what comes first is we know this idea that the girls um, will get Mizaynas. It's a zilzal for them to knock on doors and the boys have to knock on doors for the Mizaynas. Nechasim she'ein lamachrayas. Now that's all with Karka. Nechasim she'ein lamachrayas. Metaltolim, Maitzin levonim. And we see we excluded, we excluded, okay, well, we'll see in a second. We're going to exclude. Nechasim she'ein lamachrayas. Maitzin levonim and Again, if the boys, older boys, jumped the gun and divided the father's estate, and left out the younger boy. So we're going to go back in and redivide it. Ulevanus minabanus. Same thing if there are no boys and the older girls went ahead and divided the estates and there's now a young girl that comes of age, we're going to go back in because of her. She had rights to a portion as well of the father's estate. Ulevanim minabanus. And we will go back in if the girls, there was a young boy, the father passed away and the girls went ahead and divided the estate, took Yerusha, it wasn't really there, so we're going to go back in and take it back and give it to the boy. Okay, but when it comes to Metaltalim, if the boys already divided the estate, the, the Metaltalim, we're not going to go back in to take Mazayin Isha. Okay, so we see clearly that Rishim ben Elazar, Rishim ben Elazar holds that he argues on Rebbe. Rebbe says it doesn't matter. We'll, we'll take Mizanus from the father's estate, whether it's Metaltan or Karka. And Roshim Elazar holds we'll only take Mizanus if it is Karka, not Metaltan. Now, even though normally when it's a one on one machlekis, we're going to go like Rebbe. Like we see Rava Paskin that way. Okay, whether we're talking about the Aksuba, whether we're talking about the whether we're talking about the Mizoinus, or whether we're talking about the Parnasa, that you're only gonna be Gaiva from Karka and not from Metaltalin, whether it's uh, Parnasa refers to Nadunya. So again, the Ksuba itself. From Karka, the Mazaina is for the daughters afterwards, as part of what's in the Ksuba, and the Nadunya, which we said is also included, that the father would uh, leave over, or we would understand that there would be um, some of the because, and like we'll, we'll see later, that this idea that the father wants to motivate people to marry his daughter, so even after he dies, he wants that to happen, so he wants the Nadunya, but again, that's only going to come from the Karka. Now, so even though the Gemara seems to paskin that. In regards to Ksuva Mizoinus of the daughters and Nadunya of the daughters, that we would take it only from Karka and not from Metaltalin. Taisus says, and I'll read the end of Taisus over here, Benira de Mizman Hazeh, to Kulu Gabi Metaltalin, Ksuba Mizoinus, that Kulu, meaning Ksuba Mizoinus, both the Ksuba and Mizoinus and the Nadunya as well, is going to be even from Metaltalin. Okay, mitakanas hagainim, mitakanas hagainim, panasanami anan sahadi. Right, that's the nedunya. Anan sahadi shekol bnei adam regilin lahasi bnei same imitaltoli. Okay, and Tesis in the beginning of Tesis was discussing this idea of how what Rava Paskins in regards to nedunya and whether we're aimed. We saw that yesterday. <laughs> we're going to figure out what the father would have wanted to give. But Al Kapanim Tesis comes at the end and says that even though the Gemara seems to paskin the halchus on the parki, that was for the times of the Gemara. But already by the times of the Ga'inim, it was already instituted that uh, we don't have the same sensitivity surrounding Nechasim um, Meshubadim and B'nei Chayrim, okay, and therefore it could be Muzayn um, of the daughters and all these things, and Nzunya can be collected from a Tatlan as well. Now, Let's move on to the next mission. Like Kasavla, so we know that there's a bunch of things that have to be written in the Ksuba, right? We know there's the Manamasayim, that's part of it. So let's say like Kasavla Ksuba, <coughs> let's say he didn't write a Ksuba at all. Besula Gaiva Masayim, Almana Mana, right? Those are, that's a rights, that's a chi of Ksuba, 
Okay, when we had this discussion way back in the Masechta, it's Ksub Midarais, Midarabonon, Akopanim, it's Midarabonon, at least for an Almana, according to everybody, it could be Midaraisa, according to some, that the Basula, at least that the Basula gets a Ksuba, or, you know, whether it's the, the 200. So but let's say, Loi Kasav Laksuba, he didn't write a Ksuba at all. So as soon as he's Aris, and we discussed before, this triggers a Chiv of the Etzim Ksuba, that's the Mana, mana Masayim. So Basula Gavim Masayim Al Mana Mana, Vneshu Tanai Bezdin. Okay, it's a Tanai Bezdin. And again, there's certain aspects of the Ksuba, you know, whether we say it's the amount, but it's considered a Tanai Bezdin. And therefore, there's, 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 no, there's no waiver, right? Just because you didn't write it doesn't mean, just because he didn't write her aksuba doesn't mean that he doesn't have to pay. Let's say, Kasav Sada Shava Mon Tachas Masayim Zuz. Let's say he says, okay, here is your aksuba. He wrote in that it's 200, but he said, you're going to collect it only from this field. And that field was only worth 100 Zuz. Veloy Kasav or let's say he didn't write in a Sheba Nechasim. Veloy Kasav La Konechasim De Isli Achrayin Leksubasech. Let's say he didn't say that all of my nechasim, that would be standard lush in the ksuba, that here's what I have to pay you. And since we know that the ksuba gets collected from mimishubadim, so he would write all of my nechasim, all of what I own is going to be mishuba to this ksuba. So let's say he didn't write that in. It's still chayiv. He's going to be chayiv, meaning she will be able to collect it from mishubadim. Why? Shehu tenai bezdin. Because it's a Tanai Bezdin, and therefore, even if you don't write it, you're supposed to write it, but even if you don't write it, it's, it's guaranteed anyways. Loi of law, let's say he did not write the followings, another of the Tanai Ksuba, im afarkinach into, right? So this is, the, we saw this idea of perkaina, that the husband has to, if his, if his wife gets captured, has to ransom her. So he didn't write, okay, and this is Tachas, the Paris, Nechsemilug, as we discussed. That's why he has to do this. He gets the Nechsemilug, and she gets a guarantee of that the husband will ransom her. But let's say he didn't write it in. In inti, that by an, let's say she is an Aishas Yisrael, he's a Yisrael, so he writes in that if you get captured, I will ransom you, and I'll return you back to me, you'll come back to me as a wife. Or Bekayhenes, where we know an Aishas, an Aishas Kayin is Aser, is going to be Aser. So what does he say? He says, I will redeem you, Ahadrinach, he can't say I'll bring you back as a wife, but he says, Ahadrinach l'midinasech, I'll send you back home. Okay, but the point is that he's, he, didn't, he neglected to write in that he's going to ransom her. Again, Chayiv, Shehu Tanai Bezin, it's another Tanai Bezin. These are all within the category of Tanai Ksuba, and therefore, even if you don't write them, you still have to do it. Nishbis, let's say he ransoms her. She gets captured, sorry. Chayiv Lefdoisa, he has to ransom her. Bim Amar, let's say he says, Hare Gita, Uksuvasa. Here, you know what? I'm just going to divorce her. She got captured, forget it. I was done with her anyways. Okay, I wasn't interested. Give her the get and let her ransom herself from the ksuba. You're not allowed to do this. Okay, meaning the chiv, and the way, we're gonna, the way we explain it is that the chiv to cap, the chiv to ransom her is built into the ksuba. And since she got captured, it automatically triggered a chiv to ransom her. Okay, and therefore you can't get out of the chiv you have by trying to divorce her and, tell, and telling her that she should pay her own ransom from the ksuba. Okay, Loksa, let's say she comes down with an illness. You have to heal her. Now, why? Where does this, it's not bringing into the ksuba. So the Gemara says, so, so, so the Mishnah explains, and Rashi explains over here, that Rafua, and we're going to see this in the Gemara as well, that Rafua takes on the din of Mizainas. That they're both things, okay, and we're going to differentiate between a Rafua, meaning an illness that requires, you know, doctor bills, that there's ongoing 
you know, if we call it a chronic illness or a preventive illness, meaning these are, these are, these are, or refuah for preventive things, meaning these are refuahs that are built in, just like mezainas, these are things that are, are everyday occurrences, those type of refuahs as well are built in and he has to go ahead and pay for it. Okay, however, there's a difference by refuah. Amar haregita biksuvasa terapes atzmai. If he says, if he says, you know what, I didn't sign up for a chronic illness, I'm not interested. Okay, and he says, you know, I'd rather just divorce her. He is able, even though he's chayiv in mezainis, and thereby chayiv in the refuas that act like mezainis. So, if he wants, he can essentially opt out of it. He can divorce her, and then, He's allowed to say that. Why? Because there's no concept of mezainis, explains Rashi, achami. So the way we explain it is like this. We understand when she gets captured, automatically, while they were still married, it triggers the chiv on him. That's a one-time chiv. And the way the Achorinim explains it, it's a one-time chiv. He pays it, and the chiv goes away. But when we're talking about an illness, like mezainis, meaning that it's something where it's a continual thing he has to pay for, so every day there's a new chiv. So meaning on any day... Right? We, we don't say that the fact that written into the ksuba is mezainus, that he has to provide mezainus of the isha, he can't divorce her. Of course he could divorce her. And I, tomorrow, is going to be mezainus that she has in refuah. Okay, that's tomorrow's chiv. This is, but the difference is by shvua, that was a one-time thing, meaning pay and it's done tomorrow. This, we're not talking about an illness where you could pay money for and uh, do a surgery and fix it. We're talking about, like we said, an ongoing um, illness that's like mezainus, and therefore it's going to function like mezainus, and therefore he can, we can be machalic between shvuya, therefore he can just give her the get and say, you know what, from now on you're on your own, just like the mezainus from now on you're on your own, so too for your medical bills now on your, you're on your own, and you pay on your own. Okay, so now let's go back to the first part of the Mishnah. The Mishnah discussed, there's two cases in the Mishnah that we're really going to address. That let's say he didn't write 200, 100. Okay, meaning he, so the question is, we said that it's fixed. So the Gemara says money, so who is the Mishnah, meaning he's still just going to have to pay it, Rameyer he, it's Rameyer Shita, the Amar. So we have a Machlikis, it's going to be Rameyer, Rabbi Yehuda, we also have a third Shita, but as far as, for our sake purposes, Rameyer, Rabbi Yehuda, and that's what we're going to bavarn here, we're trying to figure out who's our Mishnah, is it Rameyer or Rabbi Yehuda? So we have a Machlikis, what happens if she says, you know what, I'll accept the discount, money, Rameyer he. You don't have to pay me two hundred. Call a peiches lebesula or made the amar mayor so holds. Call peiches lebesula mimasayim. The amar mimana harizeh bilasnos. That's considered bilasnos. It's not a marriage, meaning marriage requires a ksuba of two hundred for besula, one hundred for amana. No discounts. She can't say, you know what, you can pay me half. However, Reb Yehuda imer dei Reb Yehuda. That so we see our Mishnah must be a mayor because we're saying she's going to get it anyways. So why is she going to get it anyways? Meaning it's built in. It's a hundred percent guaranteed. There's nothing to talk about. Okay. Because if it's Rabbi Yehuda, we see that Rabbi Yehuda holds she can take a discount. He, in other words, he writes a, a, a star, he writes the ksuba of 200. And she says, you know what, I received. And the mechanism in which you do it, says Rabbi Yehuda, is she writes essentially a receipt for 100, even though she never got 100. But we see this idea that a ksuba could be discounted. It could be less than the 200, 100. That's Rabbi Yehuda Shita. Okay, so for a, a besula, he writes 200, and she writes, she could write a receipt of 100, even though she never actually received 100. And the same thing about mana, he writes 100 in the ksuba, so the ksuba, the form of the ksuba has to have 100, 200, but, but we have the ability to discount by her just basically writing a receipt saying, I received money that she never really received. 
Okay, so the Mishnah, which is saying that if he didn't write in 200 and 100, seems to be like Rameyer, that, that it's the 200, 100, 200 for Basul and 100 for Ramana is guaranteed. There's no discounts off of that. There's no waivers on that. Amos Seifa, let's look at the next case. Let's say he wrote, he wrote in a field that he, so he said, okay, your Ksuba is going to be 200, and I'm writing in that you're going to get your Ksuba from this specific field, and that specific field is only worth 100. <coughs> And he did not write or the next case where he did not write that all of his nechasim are meshubah to the ksuba. So he didn't write a shibud. Chayiv. It's going to be. He's still going to be chayiv, meaning that when she comes to collect her ksuba, even though the shibud nechasim is not written in there, she would still be able to treat it as if, as if there's a lien on his nechasim. Now, what does that mean? So. Meaning in a normal situation, what the husband's supposed to do is write in a lien, which means that on any of the assets that he has at the time he wrote to the ksuba are going to be meshubad. What's in Negea? Let's say he goes ahead and sells it later. The husband dies penniless. Okay? She comes to collect the ksuba. She can go back on any of the, to the lukuches, any of the lands that were sold from after the time that the ksuba was written till the time where it's collectible, she can go back and say, you know what? That land was meshubad to me. I essentially, my ksuba gave me a lien on those lands and take it away. Okay? And that is, that's the idea. Okay? So we're saying here that even, our mission is saying that even if the husband didn't write the lien in the ksuba, the, the ksuba is a document that has, comes with a lien, and didn't, she didn't write the lien and you're still going to get the lien. So what do we see? What does that mean? That means, we said, Chayv shu tonight, Bezid, Asan the Rabbi Yehuda, so that goes according to Rabbi Yehuda Shita, the Amar, Achrayas Ta'is Seifer. Rabbi Yehuda holds that Achrayas is a Ta'is Seifer, meaning that any document that is supposed to have a lien written in it, but doesn't, that part of, that part of the document was left out, that's considered a mistake of the lawyer who drafted the Ta'is Seifer. Or in, in, those case, in those times, it was the Seifer who drafted the contract. So it was a, it was a mistake, it, but it doesn't, have, it doesn't change the legalities of the document. Meaning, if you did, if, if the document is for a sale or a loan that should have had a lien and you just neglected to write it, you still get the lien. Just like our case over here by the Ksuba, it says that Ksuba is supposed to have a lien on any of the, so that when it's collectible and the estate doesn't have assets, that the woman can go back on any of the assets that were sold from the time of the writing of the Ksuba, just like any shtar, the Rabbi Yehuda is talking about general shtars, any shtar that's supposed to have a lien that wasn't written in, meaning the type of, it's the type of transaction that would normally, would, would uh, property would be um, assigned to it, would have some sort of lien, and the lien was just left out. It's just a tie cipher, but you really do get the lien anyways. Okay, it's immaterial. So that's Rabbi Yehuda's shita. Okay, the Amar Chrayis Toysefer, this idea of writing the Chrayis in a star and it not being there, if the transaction requires it, but it's just deleted from the star, it's considered a Toysefer, it was just a mistake, who? The Toysefer, who was just a mistake, and you're really going to get the lien anyways. That's not like Rameir, the Iramir, because Rameir holds, Ha'emar Achrayis Lav Toysefer, who? Okay, because Rameir holds that Achrayis is not a Toysefer, meaning that it's left out on, we don't look at it as it was left out by mistake, we look at it as it was left out on purpose, and essentially, the person who was supposed to have the lien said, you know what, forget about it, I don't need the lien. I trust you, I'm good, I don't need the lien. So it's not a Taya Cipher, it was, we, we treat it as it is, it, it, is possible, it is a possibility of writing it out. Okay, and therefore, um, 
What's the problem? The problem is that our Mishnah in the Rasha seems like our mayor, and in the Sefer seems like our Yehuda, because our mayor would hold that there is an idea of Achrois uh, Toy Sefer. Now, just to, um, there's one interesting thing that we shouldn't point out over here, which is a little funny, which is that our, um, we said that the reason of Rabbi Yehuda, the reason why Rabbi Yehuda, why you're going to have a lien, is because Achrois Toy Sefer. And that's a general Shtaris issue that's not limited to Ksuva. However, our Mishnah seems to, and the Gemara really says the words, that over here, like Ksuba, you know why you're going to have a lien? Because it's a Tanai Ksuba. Which is interesting, because that doesn't seem to be like Rabbi Yehuda. It's not because of Achrois Toy Sefer, but rather it's a Tanai Ksuba that you get the lien no matter what. So, um, there are some Rishon, the Ramban here says, it ain't a Chenami, that that the, the, the din in our Mishnah is, um, that, it, that this is excluded, okay? It's not, meaning, even though our Mishnah was discussing tonight Ksuba, that this idea of a Shibud for the lean part, portion of the Ksuba, is actually not a tonight Bezdin. It actually would fit under the category of Achrayz Toy Seifer, even though it's in our Mishnah listed with other things that are tonight, that, that tonight tonight Bezdin, right, or part of the Ksuba. And the Mepharshim, uh, other Mepharshim say that, that, no, that you can say it's really both. Meaning the tonight Ksuba is to write in a lien. It's to write it, not the fact that you get a lien no matter what. And so the tonight Ksuba is to write the lien, and then once you write the lien, once, and now, now, if the lien wasn't written in, because the tonight Ksuba was that you're supposed to write it, whether or not we would give you the lien anyways, that would be totally on the Machlekes, Rameya Rabbi Yehuda, Bacharis Taisefer Adat. Okay, either way, where do we see this idea, this machlekes of achrayis toysefer? Matzah shtar chayiv. Let's say you find a shtar chayiv, a loan document. Yesh ba'em achrayis nechasim. In yesh ba'em achrayis nechasim. So let's say that the loan document has achrayis nechasim, meaning it has a lien written in, like, a, like loan documents normally do. Lo yachser. You shouldn't return the loan. Okay, what we're saying is like this. Don't, don't return the loan. Okay, you find it on the street. Now, in any situation... Shebezdin Ephraim Mayhem, because Bezdin would actually, it's, it's, it's a live document, it's a collectible shtar. Meaning, we don't know, maybe, maybe, so on, on this, in the simplest case, when you find a loan document in the street, don't return it to the Malva, because maybe the Malva already paid, and then the Malva's going to take it to Bezdin again and get the Malva to pay. Now, even, Rashi explains, even if the Malva says, you know what, I never paid the document, you still don't give it back. Why? Because we're cheshish, that maybe really the Malva did pay, and maybe the, the Malva and the Malva are essentially teaming up to take the field away from the lien holder. So what we're saying is that if it has a chrayis nechasim, you can't return it because even, even if the leiva says, I never paid this loan, found it on the street, there's a din that you're supposed to watch. People don't leave loan documents lying around. If you know that you're owed money, you don't leave it lying around, you don't, leave it, you don't put it in a situation where it could just fall out of your pocket. So... However, if there's no lien, so we can't mess over the lien holder because there's no lien. So there is no lien holder. So then we say, meaning we can't mess over anybody else that would have bought fields from the loiva after the zman of the shtar, right? So we can't mess them over because there's no lien in the shtar. Then we'll say, because Bezdin won't pay back from them. Again, so we see this idea that a shtar chayv, which normally a loan document, which you normally would have a lien, but if this one doesn't have a lien, it becomes, it, it becomes, we see that there is no lien. We don't say that there's a lien because it's written. It's, it's, that part of the star is missing. 
But however, the Chacham Aymim, which is Shittas Rabbi Yehuda, Echad Zev, Echad Zev, Yachzer, that no matter what, you shouldn't return it. Meaning, even though there isn't a written lien in that document, why shouldn't you not return it? Because, Jebez uh, Mayhem, okay, because Rabbi Yehuda says it doesn't matter that there's no lien written in. When, when a guy borrows money, automatically, he, and he signs a loan document, I don't care if a lien's written in the document, we say, and therefore, it really, uh, no matter what, there is a lien, the Malva has a lien on the Levis property, and therefore, you can never return the Shtar. So, what, so what's our Kasha? Reisha Rameh, say for Rabbi Yehuda. The Reisha, which says that you can't give a discount. The 200, 100 is completely fixed. There's no way around it. That sounds like Rameh. And the Seifa, which says that there's a Shibun no matter what, that sounds like Rabbi Yehuda, not like Rameh. Now, maybe you tell me, Kula Rameh, he, Vishani Loch Ben Rameh, Suba Lishtare, maybe there's a difference Ksuba to regular Shtar Chayv. Maybe it's only by Shtar Chayv that Rameir holds that we're going to say Achrayas is Lav Toyez Seifer and you really lose your lien. But by Ksuba, we'll give you the lien anyways. Umishani Lei. No, there is no difference between Ksuba and any Shtar. Batanya, we learned in a Chamisha There are five people who will only collect, there are five situations who will only collect from Mishukhram. When someone comes to collect money, so he's, well, he's only going to get from Meshukharim and not from, meaning from free, and not from land. He won't be able to collect it from land. Ve'elohain, or not from land, and be, to the ability that it's, it functions as a lien, that he can go back in and take it away from someone else between the time of the, that the Chiyav was generated. Okay, what, is the, what are these five examples? Ve'elohain, Paris, Vishvach Paris. So what's the case of Paris, Vishvach Paris? That's the case of, let's say, someone went ahead and stole a field and he sold it to somebody else. So he sold somebody a field that wasn't his. Now, Within that, within that, okay, so, so let's say the Ganav, when he sells the field, let's say he sells it in, in Nisan. So what the buyer of that field, written into any, is, is written into any star of, of a star, um, a, 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 a sale document, is that if the field gets taken away from him, that he can go back to the seller and be goiva from him. And for whatever reason, the field gets taken away, because it wasn't really your field, you didn't have a clear title or whatever, then he can go back to Ruvain and, and get and take from his other assets. Now, let's say this Ganav, so in Nisan, he sells a field that he stole, and in Ir, he sells a field that was really his, that he had. So now, it turns out that the, the, the buyer of the Nisan field, which wasn't really his, he, he had stole it, so the buyer of the Nisan field can go back and take the ER field that was sold to somebody else because it really was his. Because again, the seller's uh, property is meshubed to the, all of his property to, to, to the sale if it were to come back. Now, what happens, let's say, if the buyer of the stolen property in Nisan goes ahead and is mashbiach the, the field. So he puts in, right, he builds a beautiful garden, he builds trees, he builds... Her, so now like this. Now he's going to come back to him and say, look, the field you sold me for $100, but I put another $100 in improvements in. So what we're saying is the improvements, the pay rice, or so any of the fruits, or any of the improvements, that's what we call shvach pay rice, any of the improvements to the field. So even though he can go back to the seller and collect it, when he goes to take, when he's goiva from the lukuches, meaning from the, the buyer, the guy who bought the field from the, the ganav, the guy who bought it in ear, he can only collect from him the iker field, okay? Not the pay rice. Why? Because it's an unlimited amount. 
And when the guy in ear goes to buy field, buys fields, so he's going to do, you know, search on all the transactions that the seller had done. And he's going to be willing to accept responsibility for what was listed. What are recorded sales that I know that if they come back, they, that if they come back on the seller, that since I'm buying this, the predated me, I might lose my field. So I can only, but we can only be limited to the amounts, the amounts that are recorded amounts and not unlimited, unending that somebody else could be mashpiach. Okay. So again, that, for those, he can't go back. Of course, the Gazan will still own the money for those, but he can't go back and take it away from the Kuches, from any subsequent uh, sales that happened subsequent to that time. Again, these are also unending chiyum. So a guy says, you know what? I'm this is not his own children, but his wife's, right, his stepchildren, he says, I'm going to feed them. Again, we're not going to go back, even though it was a chayv written in. Since it's unlimited, we're not going to give, we're not going to go to the Kuches, we're not going to be tariff. We're not going to uh, go back and take it from fields. What we, okay, but what's the to ours? The get chayv, shame by a chrayis. So we see if you have a get chayv, that's any star chayv. Get chayv refers to standard stars that don't have a chrayis, meaning even though it's supposed to have a chrayis, get chayv, a regular star chayv is supposed to have a chrayis, it's supposed to have a lien, and the lien is missing. So we see you can't collect from the chasim mishubadim. Uksuvas isha and ksuvas isha, shame by an achrayis. Now we see, what do we see? Man shamas like the Amar achrayis lav toysefer, who's the one that would hold get chayv? You can't go ahead and, it's like you don't have a lien, therefore you can't collect from, from the lukuchais. That would be remeir, the katani ksuvas isha. So we see we've tied together ksuvas isha and shtar chayv. So we can't try to say in bimachalik, in the, we can't try to be machalic in the seifa and say, really, our whole Mishnah is really Rameyer, and the seifa of our Mishnah is, there's a difference between uh, Ksuba and other Shtar Chayv. There is really no difference. We see that the two are tied together. So the Gemara says, okay, really? So again, what's our problem? Our problem is Arisha is Rameyer, and seifa is Rabbi Yehuda. The Gemara says, Ibayis Eimer Rameyer, Ibayis Eimer Rabbi Yehuda. No, really, we can say the whole Mishnah is Rameyer, or the whole Mishnah could be Rabbi Yehuda. Ibayis Eimer Rabbi Yehuda. I could say the whole Mishnah is Rabbi Yehuda. Hasam the only reason why we said that you can accept a discount, she can accept a discount of Ksuba is because she writes in. She writes in a mechila. So over here, the Mishnah is talking about a case where you didn't write it. So again, we could say the whole Mishnah is Rabbi Yehuda. And in the Reisha, you, even though Rabbi Yehuda holds, she could, take, she could take a discount by writing a, a receipt. But if she doesn't, write that, she doesn't write a receipt that she received phantom money, then she can't take a discount. And that's why um, in the ratio, we're saying that she's going to get 200 no matter what. Or we could say the whole mission is really a mayor. Okay, that, that what, when we said chayev, what we mean is that really, you're right, that there is no shibud. And when we said chayev, we never said he didn't write shibud. All we're saying is even though he didn't write shibud, she's still going to be chayev. That, that even though he didn't write shibud, <coughs> She's still, he's still chayiv to give the ksuba, meaning even without a, a lien, it's chayiv. But yeah, you're not going to get a lien, meaning to the extent of being able to collect from, <clears throat> from um, mishubadim. You're only, it's chayiv, and my assets are pledged to you. But not to collect from, let's say I sold a piece of land, that wouldn't, but it's only that you're, my assets are mishubad, okay, and therefore you're not, you're only going to be able to collect from mechorim, meaning unencumbered properties or properties that he has that are really his, okay? Let's move on. The Mishnah said, let's say he did not write in, it's Tzitzvah, he's supposed to redeem her, he didn't write it in, okay, he didn't write that if I redeem you, that I will, um, and, and, and I redeem you and I return you back to me as a wife, so we're going to say it's chayev. He has to do it anyways because it's a tzaykh Now, 
Amar Avu Deshmol, and this is going to fly in the face of pretty much everything we've learned in Yevamos, a lot of a lot of a lot of in Yevamos, and a lot of um, what we've already seen in Ksubas when we saw the uh, the sugyas of Shvuya and Einus. Right? We said Amar Avu Deshmol, major Chedesh, Eishes Yisrael Shenensa, in Eishes Yisrael that is Nenas. So man is Ma'anas in Eishes Yisrael. She's even she Asura Labayla. She's going to be usher to her husband. Now we've seen this idea that an Eishes Kain. Right is Nensa, and like we explained in the Mishnah, <clears throat> but Eishes Yisrael Shenensa is going to be usher to her husband. Why? We we are concerned that maybe the be- yes the beginning of the encounter was Bainus. She was forced, but maybe at some point she acquiesced, and at some point she was okay with it, and therefore she's going to be usher. Okay, <clears throat> Frechtosis over here. What do you mean? I. What about Esther? We said, right, until until at the end Esther went to Achashverosh willingly, so she was considered nenas, and yet she was she went to Mechik Mordechai. She went to Mechik Mordechai, meaning that she was allowed to live with her husband. So we see an example where it was allowed. So Taisa says that Sadek is Gemurahaisa. No, that way Esther, she was in a different category, and therefore there's no way that she would have been Saifa Baratzan, so we don't have this concern. But Al Kapanam Abu Dishmol is a massive Chiddush, something we haven't seen before. We've always said that an Eish Yisrael that's Ma'anis, that someone is Ma'anis in Eish Yisrael, she's mutter to her husband. Abu Dishmol says, Asr. Asi, we rabbi Abu Dishmol, so rabbi asks the following question in Tishbetoi. Afarkinach, what do you mean? Let's look at our Mishnah. It says, if you get captured, I will redeem you, and I'll return you to me as a wife. So we see clearly that if a woman is captured, essentially she's Becheskas that she was, that, that, that the captors were Ma'anis her. She was violated, and therefore, and we're saying clearly that Mutter to return to her husband, Ishtik. So Avud Shmuel was quiet. Now, Kari Rav Aled, Avud Shmuel, that Rav knew that Avud Shmuel could have answered the question, so he, 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 he brought in the following Pasuk to Sarim Atzaro B'Milim, that princes, they held back with their words. The Kaf Yosim L'Piem, they put a, a spoon in their mouth, okay, meaning that even though they could have answered, eh, still, they were quiet. Meaning, what could Avod Deshmol have said? I, our mission is talking about Shuya. Again, when we're talking about, when did Avod Deshmol say it's Asr? When there's a confirmed violation. When she was definitely, when he was definitely Ma'anis. Someone who was Ma'anis her. We know that there was a Bia. She was Nevelas. Now the question is, it's, it's, so Avod Deshmol says, even though it was, at least at the beginning she was forced, could be Seifel Nesratzis, and therefore we're Chayshin on Shem Okay, but by Shuya, we don't know that there was any, that she was Nivala at all. It's just a chashash. And therefore, right, what's the underpinnings of all the whole time we've discussed Shvuya Hikilu? Why are we makele? Because Lamaisa, how could we be makele? Really? Not why? We want to be makele because it's, it's unfortunate. But how could we make makele? Because we really don't know that it took place. And therefore, maybe that's what our mission is talking about. We have no raya that by a case of Einus, Avud Shmuel could have answered, we have no raya that in a case of Einus, that she, she wouldn't be usher to her husband. Avud Shmuel, Einus, to show you Okay, there's definitely a case where she is mother. So how do you find the case? of Einus that the Torah allowed, okay, meaning, <clears throat> the, the, and the way Tosis explains is that, that, even though he said, meaning the idea wasn't, no, we said, to her husband, because we wouldn't have taken her out, we're saying, 
that she has to leave her husband. So LMI, this chayshinon can't just be a dindirabon. It has to be a, a real daraisa. And there are some actually mafarshan I want to bring from here um, the idea of uh, araya. This is a famous chakira that's, that's cleared by the achoinim. Do we say suffolk daraisa is the chumra, shef or that we say, we know that the din is suffolk daraisa the chumra. Is it a din daraisa or a din darabonon? Mid we are machmer when it comes to daraisa things, or is it a din daraisa? So someone to bring a raya from here, and this is a chayshinon, it's a suffolk daraisa, and we're saying the chumra, she has to leave her husband. So we see suffolk daraisa the chumra, okay, would be a din daraisa, the mid daraisa she's going to be aser. And that's based on this tesis. However, um, there are some that that can, can answer, can be the raya, like this, that the Pnei has a question over here. He says, why don't we say chazaka, that she would be also ba'inis? Meaning, why, why did Abu Dishmol say that we're chayshish, chilas ba'inis for sefer baratza? Why don't we say a chazaka, that most women that get, that get nenas, right? Most women that are ma'anis um, would be, would be, uh, wouldn't be baratza. So some, the Pnei himself wants to answer that we could say even raiv. We have the concern that maybe raiv nashim we're nisratza at the end. However, the Shmaitza wants to answer this with a different way. In other words, he says, let's put this in the category of Saita. Now, we know when it comes to Saita, a Saita is begeder of Toma. Okay, and just like every... So we compare it to Toma. And just like... <clears throat> if we, there's a, an idea that by... Um, Suffolk Toma versus Harabim is Sveikoi Tahar. Safak Tomer Bershus Hayachid is Fekoi Tame. So, even if, let's say, the Maisa Inis was in Bershus Harabim, so the, the Gemara is going to say later that what's <laughs> the Gemara is going to say that what's the concern? The concern is, or as we're explaining now, what's really the concern over here? That she, in her heart, something changed. Okay, but where is the Maisa taking place? It's considered Bimistarim, that we consider every Saita. Is even though even if the even if the mice of bia took place in Rosh Hashanah, we consider it an action. It's a private action. It's been mistarim, m- meaning this whole din that's tali is what did her heart want? Did she? You know, she was definitely forced. But the question is, at some point, did she turn and say, you know what, she's mistratzah with this bia, and therefore we're going to consider it a suffix tumah Rosh Hashanah, and that's going to be, and, the, and it's going to be usher even if there is. So the din is by sveikai tumah Rosh Hashanah that there's a that even if there's a cheskas tahira, it flies in the face of chazaka. And that would answer the question of the Pnei Yeshua, that over here he says, I don't understand. Why, we say, why don't we say chazaka, she was forced? The answer is, is because it's a suffix tumah, like we say every saita, zinsa situation, is some tumah b'rishas hayachid. And since it's tali on, why is it rishas hayachid? Even if the maisa would have happened somewhere in public, is because it's tali on what she wanted in her heart. Sveikai tumah b'rishas hayachid is going to be sveikai tumah, even in the place of chazaka. So therefore, they say like this, that you can be madcha the raya, again, what are we saying? The tesis over here seems to be saying that it's a suffix doraisa, which we say lechumra din doraisa. We're trying to bring a raya, that that's a din doraisa, that suffix toma is doraisa. They say, no, really, it could be suffix toma is um, everywhere else. Suffix toma doraisa is a din doraisa. However, this fits into a different category. This is like a saita. And when we talk about saita, there's an exclusion. Meaning every saita, there is an iser, and every saita is, by its nature, a suffix. So this fits into the category of saita. It's not like every other suffix doraisa, and therefore you can't bring a raya. Yeah, over here, it's going to be also doraisa because, just like saita is. But it doesn't fit into the category of suffix doraisa lechumah. Now, anyways, let's um, finish up over here. So, 
The Gemara is like this. How do you ever find an Oynes? If you're saying, could be that she was Nisrat at any point. So the Gemara says, going to Ka'amri Edim Okay, that how do you have a case? Is if she was screaming, saying, I don't want it, the entire time from the beginning to the end. Upliga, okay. So that's, so that's how you would have a case of Oynes where we'd say she's mutter to return to her husband if she was yelling and screaming and shy in the entire time. Now, this idea of a word saying that a woman that was nenas is going to be also to her husband because we're concerned that maybe at some point during the during the encounter she had she had wanted it. Upliga the rabba. That's going to argue rabba dama rabba kolshet chilasa ba'inus b'seifah b'ratzon. Anything which the tchila the beginning of it is ba'inus, even if the end is b'ratzon. Afili u'yameres. Not only that, even if she says il mali le'niskakla, if he's not forcing me now, sechrasay he sechrasay. I would pay him for this ma'isa. So meaning, even if she's trying, then no, I want it. So then, Muteris, it's going, she's going to be Mutter, my timer, we see this idea of Yetzer Albasha, that her Yetzer was awakened and took over her, right? Possessed her body, and really, since we're going to go base, Rabbi says, it doesn't matter what happened at the end. If at the beginning she was forced, we don't care, even if she wanted it later. Now, Tanya Kavasa the Rabbi, we talk to see a Bryce like Rabbi, what, it says, basa, meaning that she's going to be <coughs> a Mutter to go to her husband, Okay, so we say the healing basa asura. If she was not physically forced, she's going to be asur. Meaning, it sounds like this: hadnet basa muteres. If a woman was an ashes ish, she was physically forced, then she's going to mutter to her husband. Now we're going to include in that. What did it say? The healing basa. It's extra. There's a reboy there. We don't need to say the healing basa. We don't see. We need. The, we don't need the he. Even if she wasn't forced, she's going to be mutter. So what's going to be a case? How could you have an ashes ish? Who has a ma'isa bia? She's mizana, and she wasn't forced, and yet she's going to be mutter to return to her husband. Is that kol shetchilas b'nei sefer baratzayim? Meaning that the end of the ma'isa she wasn't forced. So we're going to use this as a raya to rava. That's a brisa like rava that darshins from the extra he a riboy. Now we're going to have two other brisas that will darshan this riboy in a different way. It's not to tell me that even ma'isa, um, even if sefer is baratzayim, we're going to consider it. Uh, consider it. Nitvasa tani idach v'hilai nitvasa asura ha nitvasa muteres v'yesh l'cha acheresh afal pishin nitvasa asura and we're going to say we're going to be marbis somebody else not on the mutter side but on the asur side right the, the, the saying v'hilai nitvasa means there's two sides of this any woman that gets that 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 gets violated, right? She's nana. She's nizin sabal karcha. So there's two components. If she was she forced or was she not forced? So we have a reboy. We could either be a, a reboy on the tzad that she was not forced, like we saw in the last one. Okay, there's a reboy that she was <coughs> that she was not forced, and still we're going to say that she's not Or it could be a reboy on the side that she was forced, and it's going to be asur. Shafa pishen etbasa asur. The is aishas kain. Right? We're going to be married by aishas kain. That. She'll be ushered to return to her husband, even if she was forced. A third drasha out of this reboy of a hinnit basa, hinnit basa, is v'hinnit basa, asura, hinnit basa, muteres, v'yesh chacheres, we have another case of sh'afa b'shaloinit basa, even if she did the znus, and ishesish did znus willingly, she was loinit basa, she wasn't physically forced, she's going to be mutter to her husband, who is that going to be? That's sh'kidushah kedushah tais. We're talking about a woman that had kedushah tais, Meaning that, let's say, there was a Tanai in the Kedushan, and the Tanai was not met. So then afterwards, it turns out, or like any Miyun, right, Kedushan, but that would be a Durabadon situation, but the idea here is that there's an opt-out, possible opt-out in the Kedushan. So therefore, Shafilu Benon Morkavar Kesvah, even if she had a child, she could be Ma'ayin, right? So this idea, she could do Miyun, meaning the idea here that the marriage gets annulled. And since it's annulled, she was like a Pnuya the whole time. And therefore, turns out that even though she was Mizana as an Ashish Ish, since her marriage was annulled, 
So it turns out she was really a Pnuya, and that's why she's going to be mutter to continue being with the husband. Amr Rabbi Yehuda, or to remarry the husband, right? Normally we say Asr Baal, Asr Baal, here would be mutter because it's like, it's like, they, it's like she was a Pnuya, okay, and she, she wasn't considered an Ish because marriage was annulled. Amr Rabbi Yehuda, Hani Nashi Degan Gandhi. Let's say they're captured by, uh, you know, robbers, okay, meaning they're, they're the henchmen. So, Sharia, like in our day, we would say maybe mafias. So, Sharia Luguvrayu. They're going to be mutter to their husbands. Why? Because we assume that they, they were forced. How could you say that? We see that they talk a bring bread to their captors. So, the says that's Mahmas Yira. They send them arrows, meaning they, they take care of them, they, they prepare them, meaning they, they function as full wives, so they're not really being forced. Again, however, but if the captors would say, you know what, you can go back to your husbands, and they say, you know what, now we're, we want to stay with you, they go back to the, the Ganvan, then Asirin, then of course they're going to be Asir. So we treat Shvuyi Malchus, if they're captured by kings, then they're shvuyin, meaning they're going to be mutter to go back to their husbands. Gnubi listos. However, if if they're stolen by by robbers, ain't in kishvuyin, meaning they're not like shvuyin. They're going to be aser. We won't say shvuyu hakilu. And this is very general. This doesn't mean anything to us right now because we just saw that ganvan. They're going to be mutter to their husbands unless unless they told them. Uh, you can go back home, and they decide to stay on their own. So, like we said, we see it's the other way. So, the Gemara says like this, these are very specific situations that we're talking about. It depends what type of king you're talking about. means that he is, he is the supreme king. When he takes a woman to violate her, he doesn't intend to marry her. And therefore, she knows there's no way he's marrying me, and therefore, she doesn't want it. However, by Ben Netzar, We'll call him, you know, like the, uh, the, the mob boss. You know, he's the, he's the, he's the king, but of, of what? Of, of, the, of the listim. So there's a possibility that she'll get married to him. And maybe she wants that. He can make her very happy. He's got a lot of money. Okay? So therefore, th- therefore we're going to say that we're going to be concerned. So again, it depends. But malchus, depends when we said malchus, the shvuyi malchus are treated as if they are um, as if there are shvuyas, that's talking about machas achashverish. Okay, listus a listus like kasha. And when we talk about robbers, that's not going to be kasha. But that's our ballistic. It depends what type. Are you talking about the mob boss? Okay, or are you talking about just one of the henchmen? So are you talking about just a regular listim? Then she's not going to be any interest. She's not going to be interested in that. So really, it goes the full spectrum. We're dealing really with three cases. And the Gemara is going to discuss, well, we just, we just called Benetzer a listim when we called him a melech. But for the moment here, what we're saying is like this. When it comes to a true melech like Hachashverus, so then she knows she's never going to be his wife. And therefore, we're going to say she's like a shvuya, shvuya kilu, and she'll be mutter to her husband. When we're talking about me'idech gisa, we're talking about a henchman, a low-level bandit. So she's not going to be interested in marrying him anyways. Okay, she, there's nothing, she's not interested. And therefore, we're going to say again, she's also going to be mutter to go back to her husband. So those two cases are we're going to say, shvuya, we're going to treat them like shvuya, shvuya, What's the case we're going to treat? Not like shvuya, that is benetzer. Meaning the, the mob boss, King Henchman, meaning she knows there's a possibility of that maybe he'll really take her as a wife. And she really wants that. Okay, therefore, she maybe really wants it. And therefore, we're not going to treat, in that situation, we're not going to treat her, we're not going to treat her like a shvuya, and she's going to be ushered to her husband. Okay. So the Gemara says, "With Benetzer, how some karele melech, how some karele listim." I don't understand. Is Benetzer a melech or is he listim? Which one is it? So the Gemara says, "It depends. Everything's relative." In Gabe Achashverish listim who 
right? He's, he's a mob boss. So compared to Achashverosh, he's just another listim. He's another robber. However, amongst the, um, amongst the, the, um, uh, amongst the henchmen, the robber henchmen, low level, uh, robber. so this guy, he's considered a melech as far as they're concerned. We'll stop here.